Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Zoot Sports Talk. We are live Monday, May the 10th. Uh, there was a big sports uh, weekend this weekend. We had uh, the UFC pay-per-view, and, of course, we had our perfect game in baseball. First, I want to talk about the UFC. <clears throat> and uh, there were three things I got out of the pay-per-view event, UFC 113 from Canada. And, of course, the first thing we have to talk about is Kimbo Slice. Now, Kimbo Slice has been an Internet phenomenon, and uh, he has been in the UFC for not that long, and it seems like his UFC days are now over. He got tasted by Matt Mitrione, and uh, it wasn't a very good showing. Immediately after the show, Dana White said Kimbo Slice will no longer be a part of the UFC organization. And uh, it was ugly, folks. Let's put it that way. Uh, Kimbo Slice looked like he got tired about two minutes into the fight, and then it was just a good ass whooping. And I, you know, I just have one question for everybody out there. I mean, what was everybody expecting? Uh, Kimbo Slice really hasn't shown much in the UFC or in his mixed martial arts career. He struggled against Josh Thompson in uh, another. Uh, fighting organization, Elite XC. He got knocked down one round by Seth Petroselli. Did not look too good against Houston Alexander and really struggled on the show, lost his fight on the show, was not really interested in coming back when there were injuries. I mean, the guy couldn't handle kicks or anything like that. And it really is a sad story because we really want Kimbo Slice to do well. He's a nice guy. He seemed to be on... Uh, he really seemed to be, you know, willing to do what it took to, uh, you know, really make it as a mixed martial artist, but he just didn't have the goods. Matt Mitrioni is a big, strong guy, but he's not really, you know, one of the greatest fighters out there yet. He's a guy that does have potential. Oh, yeah? We, now have, a, we have a caller on the air now? Who's calling? Yes. Yes, hey, we my do. Pa- my partner in crime, Mr. Rich. Yeah, I do. Uh, Hopefully, Talking about uh, Matt Mitrione, former giant. Hopefully, hopefully one of my many partners in crime we will be hearing from. I was talking about the UFC 113, and uh, I got, there were three major topics that I wanted to talk about. The first thing, obviously, was Kimbo Slice. And, right. Uh, I don't know. If, did, you, what, did you watch the card, Rich? No, but I know pretty much what occurred. Well, I saw the event, and uh, Kimbo Slice really you know, got it handed to him, and uh, immediately afterwards, Dana White said that uh, his UFC career was over. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the guy that actually introduced me to Kimbo. Why don't you uh, take us down a memory? Well, it proves my point. Oh, about many, uh, uh, many arguments with people about the street, people that fight in the street, and uh, people that compete in mixed martial arts. And uh, other discussions that I've had, you know, different. First off, you know, I mean, it, it just, even though he has improved and his uh, grappling game has gotten much better, uh, he's really not cut out for the cage. He's more cut out for these backstreet brawls, as long as there's no grappling, you know, or other types of, uh, you know, fighting uh, techniques. He's good well, with a bare knuckle boxing. What's, what's the intrigue with this guy? I mean, you know, a lot of people were saying they flew down to, to Canada just to see Kimbo Slice fight. 
and it's been a long time uh, since he's been blowing people away on, you know, the days of the YouTube sensation is over. He really hasn't shown much since he's been fighting in organized fights. So, so what is it? What is well, it? His, like a, his big fight, I guess, was against Tank Abbott when he knocked him out, because Tank Abbott still, out of all the veterans, is still winning some fights. You know, I mean, that, I guess, was his big... That uh, Bull Cantrell was a joke. Um... And, uh, and he did beat Houston that, Alexander. Yeah, and that was really a boring fight. He, yeah, I mean, his takedown, you know, what beat him. Yeah. It was more of a very, really ho-hum victory. I mean, I, I can't, uh, other than the fight you mentioned with Tank Abbott. Yeah, really Tank Abbott was, was, was probably the best fight he had. Because he did knock it, out it, Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott is not easy to knock out. But it's also a sad story, Rich, because... Like I said, he seems like a very likable guy. Everybody, I can understand why he's popular, but he's got that thug thing that a lot of people can relate to, and uh, they're trying to put into the mixed martial arts. But uh, you know, I don't know. And for some reason, people uh, still gravitate to that thug thing. You know, just like hip hop in our culture, or whatever. And a lot of people want to see that in the cage, I guess. And he was also a very likable guy. I mean, guys who were jealous of him in the mixed martial arts world, all the guys on the show, seemed to gravitate towards his personality because... Yeah, you know, well, I could see the jealousy you know also. The, well, before you know the guy, the jealousy is there. Why is this guy getting... You know, I, I, yeah, because he didn't even fight a butt, lot. You know, but then once you meet the guy, he's very humble. He seems like he's an easygoing guy. And that's why you want to root for him. But the, the skills just are not there. Right, and also his age. He's, I think he's almost 40, if I'm not mistaken. Well, his U.S. career seems to be over, so, you know, the, the, the decent paydays he did get, I hope he invested wisely in, because I don't think well, we'll be seeing Kimbo on the, the main circuit uh, anymore. And the, the rest of the UFC card was pretty interesting. I want to get to the Josh Koscheck fight, and that was, uh, that was very interesting because... Yeah, uh, I heard what happened afterwards took more of uh, the spotlight than what happened with the, during the fight. Well, the fight itself sucked. I mean, it was a boring fight. There wasn't much going on. Koscheck. Well, Koscheck did. Uh, at first, he said he was going to go toe to toe with. Uh, well, that did not Daly. happen. Koscheck yeah, well, dominated he... with him. What is red? But there was two interesting things in that fight. Uh, one was early in the fight. Uh, Daly escaped from a choke, and uh, as he was getting up, he attempted to knee Koscheck as he was still down, and Koscheck right. fell down and paid, took out the mouthpiece. There was the hole to do. But on those, the instant replay. Yeah, I saw that highlight. But I also thought Kachek did like a bitch. You know, I was like, ah, look, he hit Well, in the, the instant replay, it was clearly a non-hit. He did not touch him. It was Kachek. Right, right. But Kachek was like, ah, look, look what he did. And Kachek was like, you know, accused of stuff like that in the past. As you know, right. anybody who has seen Ultimate Fighter 1. Kachek is a douchebag. I mean, he, he's a very skilled wrestler, but he does uh, get no, on the people's He's one of the skin. ultimate characters. He's still one of the most... You know, ultimate personalities of all the ultimate fighters, but you know they were not having it. The referee's first reaction, Dagmar Gliotta, was to take a point away from the foul. But when it was clear that there was no foul and he was not touched, there was no right. point taken away. And then the fight was pretty much, you know, yeah, he kept taking him down at will, uneventful think... until. And then at the end of the fight. I think they he was getting under his skin, and he punched him afterwards. They both get up, and da- and Daly tried to sucker punch him with a big left hook. He really yeah. didn't connect with it. Oh. And uh, Mergliata did a good job. You know, he had a big, strong referee in there. If it was one of yeah, those yeah. little guys. Yeah, one of those Magazard, you know, Surprised he's not competing at some level in the, in the sport. <laughs> but, yeah, he was 
followed Paul Daly up, and I was like, what are you, crazy? And, yeah. you know, that was, you know, those two events is what made the fight. But now what makes it interesting now is that Koscheck is going to be your coach the new, on, on the new Ultimate yeah. series. But uh, they haven't, I mean, they fought before. A lot of people didn't mention that. Uh, well, George St. Pierre took him down at will. Koscheck and St. Pierre have fought before. Right, right. You know, as I and and it, what was ironic about that fight uh, that was the first fight that St. Pierre demonstrated his wrestling skills. He was taking him down at will, and Koscheck is the elite wrestler, supposedly. Well, let's backtrack a bit, because I'm not sure everybody knows what's going on here. Uh, since Koscheck won against Daly, he has earned the coaching slot on the new Ultimate Fighter show right. up against George St. Pierre as the coach. I'm not sure we got that in there. Right. And uh, as you said, they had a first meeting, and uh, George St. Pierre is the only guy to out-wrestle Koscheck, but... The interesting thing I think about the new fight that's going to be coming up is that Koscheck now is a much better striker than he was when he fought St. Pierre the first time around. Correct. And I don't know if that's going to be uh, an interesting element. In the past few fights, St. Pierre has not been able to finish the show. Right, but and, I think you know, that also um, the last two fights that uh, St. Pierre, he knew that he was fighting sh strikers that maybe he could have beat them on their feet. But he didn't want to take that chance against Tiago Alves and against uh, Ed uh, Hardy. He felt that maybe I could beat these guys standing up, but why take the chance? Why not just keep taking them down, which was smart. Well, how interesting and dynamic is it going to be to have Koscheck as a coach? As you said, he's the ultimate, you know, wise-ass, love him or hate him. Most people that yeah, I know uh, hate I think him. that's going to be, uh, I don't and know what he knows about that. coaching. <laughs> to have him on the show week in and week out. I mean, what is he going to teach yeah. you guys? Yeah, he could teach him how to wrestle or, or that overhand right that he always throws. Well, let's give him a chance. Tito Ortiz is also yeah, an unpopular guy. And but Tito Ortiz has already he, he demonstrated he was a good coach against Ken Shamrock, which is not saying much, but... You know, he has coached before, and he, and he, you know, and he really coaches. You know, team punishment has been around a while. I mean, Koscheck, I never heard anything about a coach. I think they're just he, doing it because of the show, but hey, whatever, and the matchup. Well, had Paul Daly beat Koscheck, Paul Daly would have been the coach. And, uh, Paul Daly's pretty much a one-dimensional fighter. Oh, he's great with the hands. What do you mean, if much Daly it. beat Pierre, you mean? If Daly beat Koscheck Saturday, he would have been the coach. Oh, okay. You know, right. Well, got that would have been uh, even more ridiculous. <laughs> but I think Koscheck is the much better choice. He's got the personality, and he does have a well-rounded game, like him or not. It should be an interesting fight. And I see we have some more callers uh, coming in to join us. Who do we have out there? Do we? <laughs> yes. Anybody out there? I have some callers on my switchboard, and I don't, I don't oh, see yeah. them chiming in. Will I be able to hear them? We should all be able to hear them. Caller, are you there? I suppose not. Maybe they okay, heard well, me, and they got scared. You know, yeah, they, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. Well, tell them, uh, well, also, uh, you know, not to be, uh, you know, flamboyant or anything. Tell them about why I feel I have the qualifications to talk about this sport. Well, uh, like I said, Rich is my partner in crime, and he, he also has some kind of a, a very lucrative MMA background. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, I've been doing uh, Muay Thai for 12 years now. I haven't competed in it, but, uh, you know, all kinds of sparring or whatever. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, six years. 
uh, and even before that on and off in uh, other like uh, traditional martial arts and uh, wrestling also. And uh, as, as far as uh, your disciplines go, which one did you find the, the hardest in that? Oh, uh, definitely wrestling. Because wrestling is really, like, how do I explain it? Man, how long you study it, it's not like jujitsu or you got a game plan. Uh, with wrestling, it's very difficult to explain. It's it's almost as they could show you the moves over and over again, and still you might not have a clue. You got to really, really get into it. You know, you got to find out what really works. Like jujitsu, you could play around with certain moves. You could even be in bad positions, and, and you could find your game from there. Well, I've been watching a lot of the UFC, a lot of MMA, uh, and pretty much all the experts, if you want to call them that, say that uh, the wrestling foundation is the best foundation for a mixed martial art. Oh, yeah, have. definitely. And you agree with that, and why? Are you asking me or the other person? Uh, so far, you're the only one I'm talking to. I thought I heard another right voice. I do too, but I don't hear them. Caller, are you there? I heard a okay, female voice. Keep in mind, this is our first show, and we don't have the process mastered yet. Oh, Okay. Oh, no, well, definitely wrestlers have the advantage because, you know, they already have the ground game. And they have the ability to stay on their feet. And then from there, they could uh, incorporate, the, you know, pick, they pick up on the jiu-jitsu game very quickly. All right, and another interesting thing about UFC, Rich, uh, this past Saturday was there was no doubt about the main event this time. Uh, Shogun uh, dominated Machida the first time around. They had a very controversial fight. Uh, everybody that I've talked to said hands down that Shogun won that fight. Uh, did you see the first fight? Yes, I did, and I, I do. Think I thought Shogun, Shogun won, won unanimously. Yeah, I thought he won easily, but you know they they played that old adage. If I were to they, score it, I thought it was three one one. Well, they you played know, the old adage: if the fight is close, you have to give it to the champion, and that's what they did. Yeah, but I don't think it was close at all. Uh, like I said, it called for an. Yeah, well, most people didn't, and it called and, for. The and elite. it turned out this because I'm other than uh, maybe Ji uh, Kundo or Ka, Ka, Filipino Kali or uh, you know other, I'm not really one who defends like the traditional arts. But what Machida did, because there was a lot of discussions, you know, he took his own form of karate, and he made it applicable for the cage. You know, but a lot of people don't understand that he 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 studied a lot of Muay Thai in Thailand, and uh, he, he's he's really good at sumo wrestling, judo, and he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and that's why his karate is uh, able to be used in the cage. He's an extremely well-rounded fighter, but when you're yeah. talking about and, and very athletic, I mean, to teach his style of fighting, I don't think a lot of people will be able to do it. When you're talking about fighting, though, I don't care if it's boxing. UFC, whatever, you, right. you know, we've seen a lot of great fighters, and then it's the old adage, what happens when you get hit? And one of the great things about Machida in his UFC career was he nobody wasn't getting was touching hit. him. Nobody was touching him, and he was fighting powerful guys, guys, you know, been around the cage a long time, and he was handling himself so well, he wasn't even getting touched until Shogun came along, and Shogun pretty much handled him. And you know this time around he got hit pretty hard. Early and he had fight. fought some down. other uh, great, pretty good strikers. He fought Thiago Silva, 
who's pretty good. I mean, he's not at the level that uh, Hua is, but... Well, look at Rashad Evans. I mean, Yeah, Rashad yeah. Evans also. Rashad he Evans has unbelievable it. knockout wins as, as, as well as, you know, a good wrestling background. But nobody was able to touch him. And, uh, you know, Shogun touched him, and that's the old adage. What happens when you get hit? And, you know, that's an aspect that uh, every fighter pretty much has their answer, and Machida did not have an answer for that. We have a caller on the air with us now. Paul, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. We're talking MMA now? Yes. Hmm? Yes, who's calling? It's Charlie. Who do you think it is? Oh, what's up, Charlie? I I don't know. You have to identify yourself. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with the protocols here. Yeah, we well, are talking let, mixed let's martial put it arts. This way, Char- let's put it this way, Charlie. If I say who's calling for the sake of the show, why can't you just tell me who it is? <laughs> I, I, I honestly didn't know it was you. Your voice sounded a little different. Yeah. Yes, I, we are I, talking. I we are talking. See that? There's two of us. Okay. Uh, already, Charlie's and my other partner in crime has already contributed greatly to the show. But yes, we are talking MA. Well, right I would now, say Charlie. he's the third caller. <laughs> well, I have two well, other calls call. on this I have two other calls on this switchboard, but but we haven't heard else is talking. Right. I don't know. I guess they can't get in. But Charlie, yeah. we were talking about the MMA and uh, the big stories of the night were that Kimbo Slice's UFC career is pretty much done. Josh Koscheck, uh, one of the Ultimate Wise Asses of of Ultimate Fighter, season one Ultimate Fighter, great, well-rounded mixed martial artist, uh, won his fight Saturday night to earn. Uh, a coaching spot in the next Ultimate Fighter show up against George St. Pierre. And then the big main event, Shogun, blew away Machida, leaving no doubt this time who the victor was. Uh, any comments at all about the USC card? I didn't have a chance to see it. I only catch bits and pieces of it, but uh, I was aware of some of the results and that uh, uh, the host... Uh, the guy who runs it, Dana White, uh, was not happy with another guy that uh, was hitting after the bell. Yeah, that was, that was Paul Daly in a Koscheck fight, and we, we spoke about that as well. But, Charlie, why don't you hang back a minute until we finish with our MMA talk, and uh, I want to get your comments on some football stuff. And uh, hey, Charlie, I didn't first. know you weren't uh, ultimate fighting. Well, not too much. I keep up here and there. not if you didn't. Huh? Uh, but, I want to get Charlie's comments a little later on about the NFL and right. about the big perfect game. Uh, Sounds good. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about this uh, MMA result, obviously. Uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty decent card, nothing great. Uh, the best fight of the night was probably the, the main event because it was so explosive. Uh, Michida did look like he was doing some work until he got blown away. He hit. Yeah, I heard he was winning. Nice. Uh, I saw some of the highlights. It looked like he was winning in the beginning. Yeah, well, right before he got knocked out, he hit uh, Shogun with a beautiful knee. But right. Shogun took it very well. I mean, Shogun is the guy that you're talking about who was, when he came over to the UFC, was considered one of the best fighters in the world. But he was world. damaged goods. He had a lot of injuries. It took him a long and time. he came in, banged up, lost to Forrest Griffin, was, which was a big upset, yeah. and really didn't look explosive until he fought Chuck Liddell, and he blew Liddell away. Right, because Mark Coleman gave him a little bit of a challenge. Mark Coleman's 40-something years old. But now he's the light heavyweight champ, Rich. And most likely, what do you think his first title defense would be? How about uh, defending your title against the upcoming Rampage? Oh, definitely. It would have to be one of those two guys. 
I don't even see anybody else, you know. I mean, yeah, a lot of people were talking about Anderson Silva. But Anderson Silva, <laughs> you know. Well, Anderson Silva right now is not really worth the talk. He's got to get into a fight first before we could talk about him. But uh, the Rashad Evans quickly rampage fight coming up in a couple Yeah, definitely. Of the winner of that should fight uh, Hua. And that should be another great UFC card. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe they fought in Pride, uh, Rampage and Hua. I'm not sure. Well, that should be another great UFC card that we definitely will be talking about. And on Thursday, if you want to join us, we'll be discussing the results of tomorrow night's Ultimate Fighter Show. Team Ortiz and Team Liddell, another Oh, you're going to be on the end Thursday also? That is correct. Oh, cool. Thursday Maybe night I'll join you. Um, as you know, I work Thursday nights. Well, well, one of the things we want to be talking about is the Ultimate Fighter uh, tomorrow night's episode. You mean last Wednesday night? Well, last week we had another controversial decision. I don't know if you saw the show yet, Rich, but uh should be interesting aftermath on that. But uh, let's get now to the baseball, Rich. And as you know, and Charlie, as you know, we had a perfect game yesterday on Mother's Day. For me, one of the most imperfect days, but that's another story. <laughs> but uh, Charlie, we'll leave 19th, that for another discussion. 19th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. What are your thoughts? Um, well, the guy's good. <laughs> uh, Charlie, what are your thoughts? I don't know. He's got a lot of energy. He's certainly fiery. I mean, he fought with A-Rod, and then uh, he was up there. He got all fired up, pitched his perfect game. Then his grandma came out and started talking trash. And That was emotional when he was hugging the grandma. Yeah. I I I I was moved by that. I'm not moved. I'm not a sentimental person, but that moved me. Well, how interesting was his mother passed guy, away years ago. How interesting was it that this guy gets into uh, you know, a war of words with A Rod not even a month ago, and now he's pitching a perfect game. I mean, no matter what A Rod does, he can't get away from the press. And as much as we don't want to make last today's perfect game about A Rod, you can't help but making it somewhat about A Rod, no? Well, I don't know. Avery just made his comment. He said, "I'm happy for the guy," you know. And and the thing is, I don't think they really talk too much about each other because, as Avery had said before, this perfect game here, Braden was a nobody. You know, what I'm saying, and before the controversy with Arod. Yeah, well, I said, I mean, well, yeah. well, that's my point. I mean, if, if he had thrown the perfect game yesterday without having the A-Rod incident, he would have been even more obscure. At least now you heard of the guy because of the A-Rod incident. Well, I think would have been Len Barker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any time so, A-Rod is involved in something, it's going to be news. If he takes a crap, you're going to hear he took a crap at the hotel or whatever. I mean, anything involving Alex Rodriguez is going to be, you know, big news for whatever reason. You know, and also well, anything well, involving the Yankees, really. Well, we don't really have to discuss A-Rod anymore. I want to get to the importance <laughs> of the perfect game. You're the one who brought it up. <laughs> I know, and now I'm ending it. Oh, uh, okay. Rich, yeah, Rich uh, I, I, 19 perfect games in Major League history, I mean, that, that's, that's, an, that's a very small number. Hey, the Mets have been still thrown up a uh, no-hitter, and, and they've been around at, since 1968. I was looking at some of the numbers, Rich, of the perfect games in Charlie. And, you know, only 19 in the modern era. And the first one in the modern era was listed as Cy Young in 1904. And then we didn't have any in quite a while. And obviously, 
the most famous perfect game is the Don Larson in uh, 1956 in the World Series. Oh yeah. And, pri- and prior to that, there was a there wasn't a perfect the last perfect game prior to that was in 1922. Larson's perfect game was in 1956. Well, it's definitely a very it's it's almost like getting struck by lightning. Well, my very obscure occurrence. But how's well, this for how's this for a weird correlation? There's been a lot more perfect games recently in the 90s and in the 2000s than in the you know, later day. There was not one perfect game in the 1970s, and there was only a few in the 1960s. It's really it's shocking because of the the ballparks and uh, which are more conducive to hitters, and it's more of a hitter's time now that 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 we've had more it's 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 really a shocking event well, what about the fact that in the era where everybody was throwing complete games the 60s and 70s and the 50s nobody was throwing perfect games and in the era where hardly anybody throws a complete game we see a lot more perfect games on, on yeah that, that's what i mean it's very shocking what do you Especially now the hitters that, are bigger stronger i don't know in the 80s i didn't see many and as uh some people were commenting today the the shortest the shortest distance between two perfect games is the current one between Burley's from last uh, July and ironic. this one for Braden. Right, but how ironic is that? That that's happening. And prior to that, you had Randy Johnson in 2004, and then as I mentioned before, not one perfect game in the whole decade of the 70s. But back then, 70s, 80s, 60s, those guys were completing games. Yeah, yeah, it was a more of a pitcher's uh, type era than now. Right, and, but you also had guys with multiple no-hitters. Like now, I think the only one with a multiple no-hitter might be Burley, who's got a no-hitter in a perfect game. But you had Ryan throwing seven no-hitters back then. Maybe well, none of them perfect games, the, but they were all no-hitters. Stick, I know, but let's just stick to the perfect game, because that's the, the, the rarest of the rare. There's only 19. I just think it's shocking this day and age. Because, like I said, it's more of a hitter's uh, generation that you're getting more wanna... now than you did before. Well, Charlie, I don't know. Wanna... Did they change the strike zones any bit? Well, guys, why don't you try and answer? Try and stick to the question I'm asking. Uh, my point is this: How do you explain the fact that in the era where there were so many more complete games, we didn't see any perfect games, and now in an era where nobody really does a complete game, you're lucky if you get a guy completing. I don't know. I, I find it shocking. How do you no explain explanation the, the fact that there's a lot more perfect games? Charlie, any thoughts? I have no And maybe the strike zones, because as I said, there were more no-hitters thrown by some of the pitchers back in these days. Like The pitchers were getting multiple no-hitters, just not the perfect games. So whatever it is, it's, it's, it's right, more coming down to the amount of walks that people are giving up. The probability of pitching a perfect game when there's hardly... Any complete games being pitched now, I would think, would be a much lower number. And, you know, back in the 70s and the 60s, guys... It seems like now that when they do pitch a complete game, it's a bad chance of a perfect game. (laughs) Well, I would would look at those numbers and say that, you know, the game was much tougher back then, maybe. I, mean, I don't have no explanation because it doesn't it really doesn't make any sense because you you're having more of a hitter's generation now. If anything, you would think to be less. Well, guys, in the sixties, I don't know what's your guys, what's your opinion on it, Mister Radio Host. Well, the guys in the sixties, <laughs> the only guys to throw perfect games in the sixties were Jim Bunning, correct, Sandy Koufax, mm-hmm. 
and Catfish Hunter. Three Hall of Famers. Three bona fide Hall of Famers. Since then, the guys who have thrown perfect games, I think the only one that you can make a case for being Randy in the John. Hall of Fame is Randy Johnson. You have Len Barker. You have Mike Witt. Tom Browning. Dennis Martinez. The Gambler. Kenny Rogers. David Wells. David Cohn. Mark Burley. And Mr. Braden left today. I don't know. I none of them, I believe, Cohn. are going to go to the Hall of Fame. Out of, other than Randy Johnson and Cone, I don't think you could say any of those pitches were great. Right. Burley's got a shot. Burley's been under the radar. I think Burley's been way above Burley, average. Burley is solid, but do you do put him in the same breath as a Bunning, a Catfish Hunter, and a Colfax? No. He's been, you know, saying he he was the leader on the on the staff of a World Series winning team. So you do put him in that same breath? Well, not yet. It's, it's too early. Well, I'm asking you know, Charlie. You I don't know. He, Charlie has a hard time answering questions. He's been consistent. Uh, he's got a no-hitter. He's got a perfect game. Okay. He was the leading pitcher on a World Series team. Yes, I put him in the Hall of Fame. So you put him in the same breath as Jim Bunning, Catfish Hunter, and Sandy Cole. Does he have 300 wins? That's usually a prerequisite for the whole. No, I don't. I, I don't know how many wins he has off the top of my head, but he's not close to 300. But no, no. he answered the question. He answered the question. He thinks he's the Hall of Famer, and he thinks he's as good as Colfax, Bunning, and Catfish Hunter. Okay. I didn't say Colfax. Well, that's what I asked. Colfax, Bunning, and Catfish Hunter. He's in that same category. Well, Bunning, I'd say Catfish. He- he might make Catfish's stats eventually. I don't know. As I said, there's still time for him. Well, there's a chock full of discussions that you could get into when you're discussing a person. Well, first of all, I think Co- Colfax is the best out of the group uh, that you mentioned, but I don't know. Not yet. No, you can't put him into it's that. Funny, it's funny that you should say that, Rich, because as I was getting to, uh, there's a chock full of interesting tidbits that you should get into when you're talking about a perfect game in baseball. Mm-hmm. And I just want to throw a couple of questions out there for you, and and you too, Charlie. See what see what we. But before we, uh, what what do you think? Uh, what, what's your reasoning behind why we're having more now than we did in in the pitchers era, which is not a pitchers era now? I think it's clear based on everything that's in front of you and the names of the pitchers that are throwing the no hitters now, and the names of the pitchers of yesteryear, and how little it happened, despite the fact guys were pitching nine innings. I think it's a much easy, an easy argument to make that the hitters right now aren't as good as the hitters of of those errors. Yeah, and but even with the down, stats of today... Well, you have watered down... I, I just think that's an easy argument to make. The fact that, you know, you you know you have so little guys completing games now, but you see perfect games popping up. I think you have to, you know, you have to really say that maybe the hitters weren't as good. You said today's hitters are not as good, even though it's more of a, a offensive error. Based on based on that, yeah. They just so you're saying these the, hitters back then there would have been even more perfect games if you put these hitters back then. It's I mean, possible. that would make sense, right? It's possible. You're talking about uh, for a long time that you know back then that there was uh, the pitcher batted, and you have that still in the National League. Uh, the DH didn't start until the early 70s, and we had no perfect games in the 70s. Today's so, hitters I, aren't as patient, I don't think. I just think that uh, 
You know, those patients, they don't look to take the walk. They don't look to get on base. They want to hit the double. They want to hit the home run. Plus, you have a lot more Latin plays, which are you saying, you know, they're, they're less patient than the other guys who used to play. I mean, and you're talking about well, the dead ball era, the 60s, era of the 60s, when guys like Gibson had a 1.12 ERA. Guys like that, Kenny McLean were winning 30 games, but the perfect right. game was so rare. I mean... It has to be that the hitters were better back then, it, just based on that topic. Better or they hit more for average, you know what I'm saying, or that they had better eyes, they were more patient. It could be that the strike zone was a little well, different could, then. Well, you could analyze it all you want. But, again, you're making my point. Back then, more rules were made for the pitchers back then than back in the 60s. and said so you had the higher mounts, and still, the perfect game was very rare. Because the hitters were better. Right, but there were more no-hitters, though. Well, we're just talking about perfect games. Right. I mean, the only difference between a perfect game and a no-hitter is a walk, which means the strike zone and patience. Yeah, but the, the not, you can't compare the number of perfect games to the number of no-hitters. There's only 19 perfect games in history. I, I think we're missing the point here. That, that's a very small number. Man. You, well, can't, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, deny the rarity of it. Right. I like the fact that it's happening more often. If I didn't know that, Charlie get, sounds I, like Neil. <laughs> but I want to get to a little bit more detail about the perfect. <laughs> yeah, one of my coworkers, Neil Edelman. You sound just like him. Rich, oh, nobody okay. out there knows who Neil is. Let's move on. <laughs> well, you never know. He might be listening. I want to, I want to talk about some, some more tidbits for the right. perfect games. I want to ask you guys some questions and see what we know. Out of all the 19 perfect games in history, who had the most strikeouts in a perfect game? Uh, I would say Colfax. Charlie? Go with Bunning. Colfax is correct, 14 strikeouts. Who's the only catcher to catch two perfect games? The only catcher? Yep. Only catcher to have caught more than one perfect game. And I... I know Rich is nowhere near a computer, so... No. <laughs> I don't know. It's not Yogi Berra. No. Uh, who was it, Girardi then? Or Posada? One of those two? No, good guess, but uh, they each caught one of the Yankees. Uh, okay. No hitters. The guy, we, the guy you know, and the guy who was actually on the Yankees in the 80s, but uh, I'll, I'll just tell you who he is, Ron Hassey. He caught the Indian Barker's, guy. He caught Len Barker's perfect game in 1981, and Dennis Martinez's perfect game in uh, 1990. Really? Ten years apart. Who the hell would have known? <laughs> well, I was going crazy when I looked this up, guys, because I could have sworn that Bo Diaz caught Len Barker's perfect game. Right. And I looked okay. all over it. I did. I did research on it, and it is Ron Hassey. And I could have sworn I remember having a baseball card from the 1982 season. But, uh, I had the perfect battery of Len Barker <laughs> and Bo Diaz. It's a perfect game. But I guess that happened in a life and then one of those other dimensions, Rich. Man. There you go. So Charlie, yeah, probably, have, yeah. Charlie said he had some NFL news that he wanted to talk about. Unless you oh, guys okay. want to discuss yeah. the perfect game. I mean, I, I like baseball. And now uh, just a brief uh, tidbit uh, or whatever. You know, I'm into baseball. I've been watching a lot guy? more. What? Rich? You gotta listen to me when I talk. <laughs> Any more comments about the perfect game before we no. move on? All right, Charlie, what do you got right. for us? 
which I don't have any more comments on that, but I have one bit of baseball trivia, one of the unique things. Go ahead. Who's the uh, only... I love, I love the, the, the unique trivia question. Okay, who's the only Major League Baseball player to win a stolen base crown in both leagues? Uh, Ricky Henderson. Oh. Nah, it couldn't be Henderson. That would be too obvious. By the time he got to the National League, he was washed up. Oh, yeah. Correct. Is it correct? It is not Ricky Henderson. I would say Juan Pierre. Uh, as earlier, this guy played for both Montreal Ron and... Lafleur. There you go. Ron LaFleur. There, that ball is gone. Ron LaFleur, who do you do it with in America? You play with the Expos and the Tigers, if I'm not mistaken. You or the White it. Sox, one of the other. Then the Tigers. Well, and he, he, he didn't play with the White Sox, but I'm pretty sure he got it with the Tigers as well. Well, you can't ask a trivia question on, on the air, Charlie, unless you know the answer. I did. I, I just said the, guy, the guy's name is Ron LaFleur. Oh, but you have to know the two teams. As I said, it was the Tigers and the Expos. The Expos, because uh, I, I remember. They even made a movie about it. I'm not sure. All right, we have any more callers out there? <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to them. No, they're not a very good opening night, guys. But uh, I, Hey, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Hey, I'm having fun. I don't know about you. I mean, we've it, to me and Anthony, we, we do this all the time, so it's nothing new. You uh, gave me two but, hours notice. I don't know what you gave everybody else. I don't know who Anthony <laughs> He, he shot me a text. Said, what, uh, are you going to be around at 11? And then I shot him a text. I said, yeah. Most if probably. we want to draw viewers, this is not the stuff we need to be talking about. Let's move on to football. Okay. Charlie, what do you got for us? Can I say something real quick? Well, we don't see. even know if people know that this is on. <laughs> well, that's our, that, that's our goal. You have that's to advertise, you know. That's our goal. Promotion. You have to promote, like the Pet Shop Boys. They don't promote that. Hey. Well, we are on Block Talk Radio, and hopefully Block Talk listeners out there will find the show and listen to it and enjoy it. I would like to get somebody on the end and argue MMA with them. Yeah, that would be good. Thursday we have more MMA action, but guys, please, can we cooperate with me just a little bit? I don't know. Well, Charlie, well, is in the NFL? Well, you got either, you got Deshaun Jackson talking yeah, trash talk to... Yeah, about Jackson. What do you got for okay. me on Deshaun Jackson? I don't know. He had some disparaging remarks uh, about Donovan McNabb, I believe, uh, recently uh, saying how uh, the team is better off without Donovan McNabb on the team and how he really wasn't that much of a help for the team. I think he's which, crazy. Which was rather crazy. As you said, yes, interesting. McNabb decided to... Uh, Take the high road on it. I think it's the but best thing that happened like to the, the Giants. I bash McNabb. I mean, McNabb, McNabb is awesome. I'm glad that he went to the Redskins. Makes McNabb the Eagles that, uh, less of a good team. McNabb had that same problem with Terrell Owens. What do you think it is? I mean, he is the guy that has But Owens a is a douchebag. Well, he is the guy that has a lot of success, uh, McNabb. A lot of numbers. A lot right. of wins. All, all, everything you want out of a quarterback. But for some reason, you know, you can make the argument that he really hasn't shined overwhelmingly in the playoffs. And I don't know if Sean Jackson has a right to make that claim because he really hasn't been around all that much. But no, right. we'll see what happens now that McNabb is... Yeah, we'll see what Cobb does. Right. <laughs> Cobb, I believe that's the name, Cobb. Yes, Cobb. Cobb. Well, they I were think high the Giants on Cobb, have a... why, The reason why they were able to part with McNabb is they're so high on this guy, Cobb. 
I've right. seen him play a couple times, you know, because I'm a huge Giant fan. I don't know. I wasn't impressed. He's not mobile, you know. McNabb well, can make colleges. things happen. Sean Jackson and Macklin are definitely talented guys. they got the talented time. Jeremy Macklin, right. Yeah, yeah so but if you put pressure on McNabb could get out of the pocket and make things happen. I don't know what this cop guy could do. Well, that's right. Well, that's my point. If he can't succeed with that call. Yeah, we'll see what happens. If he can't succeed with them, you know he sucks because he's got a lot. Of, those guys are awesome. You know. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad uh, that he went to the Reds. Do you have any direct uh, any direct quotes from Deshaun Jackson, Charlie? Not off the top of my head. As I said, I had remembered him, and I have unfortunately forgot them off the top of my head. But it was to the effect of the team doesn't need him. Okay, and what do you feel about that, Charlie? As I said, the, I mean, the guy... I know you were, you were high on Deshaun Jackson and Jerry B. Macklin discussions that we've had in the past. You think well, talented. these were two rookies, and they were fans? playing real good. These were two rookies that came out. They were right, getting well, the they job done. Good more because of was McNabb benefiting from them, or were they benefiting from McNabb? Uh... It's tough to tell. They were they were all working good together, and Deshaun Jackson was also a good return man. He was also big in the return game for them. You know what I'm saying? But he had some huge, like long touchdowns, like 80 yard touchdowns and stuff, yeah. even for scrimmage. But well, I think McNabb's been doing this for years, the, though. So well, those guys were masters last year at the big one play. You know, one big play for a chunky yardage or even a touchdown, and we'll see if that continues. Uh, you know, as uh, this year, no Andy Reid, no and uh, no McNabb. It's a whole new Eagle. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Eagles. You know, I mean the Redskins. Uh, I could do. You know, I could live with them, live without. But those those hate, teams, I hate them. We hate the Giants too on this show. Huh? I said we hate the Giants too on this show. Who, who's that? We York football Giants are a cancer, but that's for another day. No, yeah, yes, I agree. Yeah, caller, you there? Yes, it's Jay. What's up, guys? Jay, the one on? and only Jay, Jay Rios? <laughs> Hello, Jay. <laughs> What's up, Charlie, Rich, Zoot? What's going on? These guys are killing me here, Jay. Ah, good stuff. I actually like the fact that they're, uh, I, I like uh, the whole bit about who's listening to this. <laughs> well, these guys are I my thought part. that was really good. These guys are my partners in crime. Well, hopefully somebody out there is listening. This would really be a waste of time. But we definitely have, uh, yeah, you know, I, these shows are archived, so I could put it out there and we could listen to it. And you know, I'm dying to see what this, you know, to hear what this, you know, sounds like after I'm done. Well, you got to promote it. I mean, people got to know it's on the air. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anybody knows about this. Well, that's your, you're my you're my PR man. What's happening? I thought you were getting me listening. You, I just get, found out about this today. Exactly. What kind of an excuse is you guys coming up with? They're all excuses and no answers. But somebody's. Well, I like it because it, the, the promotion started at like two hours ago, so I, I you know, I'm fine with this. <laughs> I probably well, think it's seven o'clock if I'm on a seven. Well, it is promoted on Blog Talk Radio, but uh, uh, I'm, I don't know if we have one soul out there from Blog Talk Radio listening right now. But once this show gets huge. This is going to be a very yeah. I would like to argue, like I said, <laughs> about MMA. Show. That would be good. Yes, we will argue more about MMA on Thursday. Yeah. Now we're going to move the topic. And now we go. Now we got my man Jay on on the line. We're going to move. Jay, the long topic time no speak. 
Yeah, good to You're hear you. You're still living right? in that that house over there? <laughs> I'm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually am, Rich. <laughs> we got to have a, a a reunion of sorts over there. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, you know, one day we'll do uh we'll we'll do like an anniversary of this show at some point right here back in the Madden League facility. Well, Jaden, speaking of the Madden League, that's what I wanted to talk to you about the sports video game world. We got the big uh, MMA game coming out soon, UFC Undisputed, and also the Madden New Madden game is on the horizon. And uh, if anybody don't know, <laughs> Jay is the absolute expert on any video game. I mean, there's, there's nothing and there's about no video disputing games. that. There's no nothing about video games. This guy don't know. Like a, a UFC know, undisputed. There's no disputing that Jay is the undisputed knowledge of uh, video games. Well, the new Madden you know, game is out on the new Madden game is out on the horizon. Uh, an announcement of Drew Brees being on the cover of the new game. Now, maybe I just don't pay attention enough, but isn't it kind of early to make that type of announcement so early? You know what? It is, and I actually question that myself. Uh, I do blogs on my Facebook page, and I, I actually question that myself, and I've been following this because already they're doing interviews on IGN.com about the game. They're, they're, they put Drew Brees as the cover boy of the game. And, by the way, that was voted on by the fans. He's the first cover boy on Madden that was voted uh, to be on the cover by the fans. That's never that's never happened before. <clears throat> well, that sounds like a no-brainer Super Bowl hero. Uh, yeah. If I, if, I don't know, considering the whole Madden jinx, do you think Drew Brees had a say in the matter of whether or not he wanted to be on the cover? Obviously, you know, he had to take it, right? It, it's funny because when he was asked about the Madden jinx, uh, you can find numerous interviews asking him about the Madden jinx on IGN.com, on GameSpot, on different uh, video game websites. And he and I'll tell you, it just shows how serious NFL players take that Madden jinx because he really had a hard time answering that question. And every time I saw somebody ask him, it pretty much was like, you know, he really didn't come back with an answer other than, well, we had a lot of good luck to win the Super Bowl. and uh, Yeah, especially uh, that play in the beginning of the second will... half, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully that luck will continue. I mean, that's all I... <laughs> I didn't see anything like, I don't believe in the curse. There was not one interview where he answered blatantly, I just don't believe in the curse. And he's supposed to be a religious person. He said, oh, God told me to come to New Orleans. And all well, this now he's stuff. really doomed. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, but it, going back to your question, it, it's true. EA is definitely pushing uh, the Manning game much earlier than they've ever pushed it. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that sales of Madden have dropped. I mean, it's the only NFL licensed football game. They get a lot of heat for that. Um, but that was really... Uh, how much is the game, uh, Jay? I think when the game comes out, it's... it's Either fifty nine. I'm pretty sure it's fifty nine ninety nine or forty nine. Yeah. Also, probably the uh, the economy too. I mean, a lot of unemployment people who don't have jobs. You know. Well, one of the, well, the whole video game thing. industry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Jay. I think you were. No, the whole video game industry has been hurt. Uh, but that's every industry uh, going on right now with this economy. But EA is definitely. I mean, I, well, EA not Wall Street though. Those guys are still getting a hundred million, two hundred million a year. You know, robbing our hard earned money. But that's another story. <laughs> yes, Rich well, has officially changed the show around. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I can tell you that EA stocks have dropped uh, since 2004. I believe their high, their highest was like $70 a stock. I know they've gone down 
considerably. I know four. I know. I know they've gone down past forty, and I think they're at seventeen or something like that. Uh, do you own? Do you own any of that stock, Jay? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> don't. I actually would have lost money. Uh, okay, not if who you do you travel it. the country with? Oh, here we go. Jay, which company did you which company did you, tra- did you travel the country with? Well, we'll get it done in a second. Well, uh, everybody's asking questions here, but we're not asking the right question. The way the way the show works, guys, is the guy's got to finish answering the first question, and then we can move on. Well, yeah, that's when it gets interesting. People don't answer the questions. You ever see those uh, those uh, old guy with, like Wolf Blitzer and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, all those? Anybody that comes on this show will be forced <laughs> to answer the questions. But go ahead, Jay, finish up. Well, I, I actually, uh, I mean, uh, I actually almost forgot the question at this point. Which uh, um, company do you well, tour you the country Well, you were discussing with? the strategy behind re- releasing the Oh, yes. Well, I think the what the Fuji. point I was trying to make is EA is in a situation where uh, there is definitely, uh, Disney is in the background looming to take over and buy out uh, EA. And I think that they really, and I know they're president of EA, and I know EA and EA Sports are like different branches within the same company, but there is a lot of desperation going on, and Madden is their cash cow. Uh, sales have been down for the past couple of years, I believe the last two years. I know sales were down in 2009, and there is desperation to try to make this a better game. I think it's their, it's their uh, way of, they've changed the game. There's a lot of new features. Um, that they've been mentioning uh, are coming in the new game as opposed to the old game. A lot of their criticism has been that, uh, you know, it's the same old game with just updated rosters and, and people, you know, and uh, people feel like they're paying $50 a year just to get updated rosters, um, which I think is kind of unfair uh, because I do think they're trying to make it a better game. Uh, even though it's the same engine, I really do think that they they try hard, and they only have a year to do it. It's a game that comes well, out. Well, I still annually. play Madden, Jay, and I thought last year's edition was far was a far better product than the year before. But that was just a year gap, and I saw a big difference in the value of play. I mean, and I'm hoping this year will be the same. You know, at the last challenge, at the last Madden challenge, uh, I did have an opportunity to talk to somebody from EA. And, and, you know, they really, really want to make this a good game. And, you know, I don't work VA. I'm not, you know, I, 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 you know I'm somebody who works for Madden Challenge. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I don't work. Well, works mean you get paid by them. I get paid. No, I don't get paid by EA, no. No, no, I work we, don't, we don't want to know anything about Jay's personal life on the Well, I, I don't want to see Jay being taken advantage by these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you. Anyone's going to take advantage of Jay. <laughs> I'll definitely call you, Rich, if anybody's taking advantage of Jay. Hey, there's no way you got these are the best guys for the job, for sure. Uh, the, yeah, no, nobody's taking advantage of me. The point I was trying to make is, uh, you know, um, there really is, you know, they really are, you know, it's a desperate situation, and I think they really want to make the game better. I mean, they came, uh, the person I spoke to was asking questions on what they could do to make the game better, what are the glitches in the game, what are the things that they could eliminate or try to make more interesting. And uh, they really do want to make a better game, and I guess it's just like any company that has a product that isn't selling as well as it used to. They want to better the product, and so EA uh, Sports is making a real effort this year uh, with the announcement of Drew Brees, and they're going high power because, I mean, they made the announcement the day it came out. The day the cover was announced, David Letterman did the top ten 
with uh, Breeze on on the Letterman show, which I thought was like, wow, they're, like they're doing some serious. Man, I um, couldn't believe. It. I thought it was ever, just way too early. I really don't recall you know Madden being you know publicized until like the summer. That's when the big game comes out, and that's when everybody lines up and gets ready to yeah, go. Yeah, they're almost guilty of it. I mean, they almost wait till. I mean, I'm so used to them waiting till the last minute to announce Madden Challenge, to announce uh, when the game is actually going to come out, when the date is. But, now, now uh, Jay, do you think, uh, obviously, it's the, the economy had something to do with this uh, big demise of uh, Madden? Because, uh, is, is that your belief, or do you think it's the game itself? Because I'm not a big video guy, but upon those meetings at Madden, I was impressed with the game. And when Rich says he's not a big video guy, game guy, the last system he's owned, I think, was Genesis. <laughs> well, I really think it's a battle. <laughs> Great system, by the way. I love my Genesis. Uh, actually, speaking of Genesis, uh, Charlie, who was on this panel, uh, actually gave me his Genesis. Isn't that right, Chad? Uh, I believe so, yes. <laughs> yes always Chaz, contributing, Chad. Chad's always contributing his system uh, when he can, but yes. Actually what do you think, Jay? Do you think it's the economy or do you think the popularity of the game is just not there? I think there's I a mean, lot of I can't of believe factors. the game is not popular anymore. I mean, I, I still uh, hear everybody talking about that and all the time. Okay, I think there's a couple of factors. I think one, I think, uh, I don't know if it's, I, I think you could partially blame the economy. I think it's more than one thing. I think one, it's definitely the economy has a big Plus part. Plus you get a lot of zombie and death games coming out. Well, a lot of people, I guess, are into that. Well, in terms of dead the, and all those other craziness. Well, in terms of the economy, too, you also have to think about not just the price of the game, but the system. How many people actually have PS3s out, out there? That's an expensive... Uh, well, maybe problem. people are looking for work. They don't have time to play games. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, it's on multiple systems. There's no excuse. It's on platforms all over the place. It's on PSP. It's on Xbox 360. It's even on PS2. I mean, Madden is on every system. I mean, you know, I'm sure you could even download it on iPhone, and if you can, I'm sure you will be able to. Um, well, it's, a, it's, a fact like that should definitely put an endpoint more towards the, the economy, I would think. I think the economy has a part. Uh, it is a part of it, but the NFL is such a cash cow right now, and the NFL is such America's sport right now. Oh yeah. That kind of almost, you know, that almost doesn't fly with me either, because there are other games that are. Uh, selling very well. Now, don't get me wrong. Bad Madden numbers are like, you know, there's developers and and publishers out there dying to have bad Madden numbers at the numbers they're coming up with. But, uh, you know, comparative to the previous years, it's not the same, and it has been a steady decline. I mean, it's gone down, I believe it's two years in a row, and I could be wrong on this. I know 2009 was down, and I know that they don't want that to happen this year, as right. I would think. So they're pushing it early, basically. Well, this might be a crazy thought, but what about the fact that John Madden himself is not really in the limelight anymore? He doesn't uh, <laughs> announce, announce games anymore. And he's I don't not think these really kids even care figure. about John Madden. Unless, I think you John serious, Ma- unless you have serious satellite radio, John Madden really is not prominent anymore. I think John Madden's name in video games is much bigger than John Madden's name. Uh, John Madden's name is in yeah, because a lot of people don't even know who John Madden is. You think a lot I of these young kids who play the game don't even know anything about John Madden and the fact that he was a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, yeah I mean, his, and who he, point, he his, was the coach for. <laughs> yeah, at this point, at this point, his name has become uh, obviously uh, worth value, and it's synonymous with this game. Um, 
you know, and I'm sure there's a whole generation of people, young people, that know who Madden, the you know, know Madden the game and might not know Madden the coach right. or the analyst. Well, although, also thank up. God if they saw what he looked like, they might really not want to know. Well, I, I just brought it up because the, the the point of the fact that, you know, when you said the numbers started dropping, I think it's right around the time that he retired from broadcasting. That's why I brought it up. Well, that might have no, a I, small uh, inkling on this, but... You know, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's multiple things. And yeah, it's never one a, thing. You know, you also have to remember, this is a game that has built, been built upon every year for, you know, a very long time. I mean, the game's first release was, I believe, 1984, so this game's been around... What year? I'm sorry, 1989, I think. I think back in 1990 was the first Yeah, well, Genesis was the big breakthrough, I think, because it destroyed the competition. It killed Joe Montana's football game and Mike Ditka's. And that's when everybody wanted to play Madden, and everybody said they thought they they were the best in Madden, and that was the birth of the the Madden League that we had for so many years. Everybody thought they were the best at this game and wanted to prove it. Is that still prominent today? Yeah, that goes back to the point I was trying to make is this is a game that has been built upon with different features, added features, more and more, you know, you had the, there was the era of the QB vision cone and then you had, you know, all these different things um, that, you know, have been added to the game since the original game. So I think also with all these additions to the game, there's a lot of people who used to like to just pick up Madden and play. And now it's a game where, like, there's just so many things you can do in the game and so many little features that people who are new to it don't want to just pick it up and play anymore. You know, it's kind of become a little bit more competitive than, you know, fun. And I think that in that sense a lot of people are kind of like either playing their old Maddens or, um, you know, just intimidated by the game itself. I think that's one of the things. I'm not saying that's the sole reason. All right, guys, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, guys. Thanks, Jay, for that, but we only have one minute left. Are you kidding? And, uh, just yep. getting into this. An hour goes fast, guys. Oh, that's I was going to ask you what was going to happen there. Like, what well, happens? Let's talk We're about like... Tom Brady. He thinks the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl, he said. Well, what's well we really can't talk about anything right now. I just want to say we, we will be back with Zoot's Sports Talk on Thursday night at 11 p.m. I will be talking about the Ultimate Fighter Show results with my man Rich. Rich will be here talking more MMA action. Uh, I don't think Chaz is going to be with us Thursday. No, I have a uh, prior engagement on Thursday nights. Jay, you going to join us on Thursday? Provided it's still happening. Uh, is it, is it at 11? Or would it be later? Because I don't, I don't know if 11, maybe a little later, maybe a little earlier. Uh, I need to know if Jay's going to join us. I will try. I will definitely try to be here. Okay, well, Thursday we're going to be talking more baseball talk. We're going to get some Yankees and Mets talk in there. We really didn't get much in there tonight because of the perfect game that uh, took up a chance yeah, of our baseball segment. Uh, we're going to talk more MMA. I know Rich is excited about that. We're going to talk about the NFL draft in some depth and also yeah. the upcoming NFL schedule and uh, some more video game sports talk as well. That's always good. 
And uh, guys, we only got about 22 seconds to go. Any well, what do you think about Tom Brady? What he said. We only have 20 seconds to go. anywhere. Yeah, I know. Well, what do you think about it? Great. I don't care what Rex so, Ryan has to say. He's fun. We don't have we don't have time for that, gentlemen. Oh, listen to me, sarcastic host here. <laughs> Any last words, Chaz? I'm good. Have fun on Thursday. All right. Hope to see you then on Thursday night. All right. You guys still, you guys still there? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're still we're here. Off, and, and, we're off and, the air now, but we can still talk. I see that. What were we going to say? The thing is, I could probably make it for the second half of Thursday night show, but I'll probably be like half drunk, so I probably shouldn't call. Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> no, that might call. be true. You definitely got to call. What are you talking about? That's no great. way. No, you not You can actually all. call while you're drinking. I, I don't call. No, I oh, can't. I got to play my trivia. I got to play my trivia. That's the now, uh, Jay, uh, Charles. Well, who called yeah. Me? Is this a wife thing or is this a party thing? No trivia. Huh? Thursday nights I go. Uh, Thursday nights I go to a, up to the bar and we and there's a trivia league. Okay. So that so that's why I go to the bar, I drink, and I play trivia, and then we get out around eleven thirty. And does your wife approve of this uh, function? It gets me out of her hair. Why not? Yeah. Because a lot of times like women uh, not... You, know. you are just interrogating everybody on the show. It's hey, interesting. Uh, I'm the comedian, you know. It's, it's interesting. Things, uh, oh, I like it. I personally like it. A couple of things, Rich. A couple of things. So, Rich, where do you get your own show? My own show. Hold on a minute. Please, so everybody listen to me for one second. Rich, don't be giving out anybody's last name on the show. Uh, you said Jay Lewis. I don't know if he wants his last name out there. Okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if it was D J. Yeah, I thought it was another. Okay, you know, my name. He's, he's Jay Rios is fine. That's not a problem. There's a million of them in New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, just about. <laughs> well, Charlie, if you get home from trivia, are we going to talk politics too on the show? Because then we might get some callers. Well, I might do a politics show, but then you know, talk about George Bush, how great a president he was, you know, <laughs> how, yeah. uh, you know, I wish he would have had a third term, you know, unfortunately, you know, they didn't, they didn't yeah, I could allow. definitely do, you know, like, I, you could create a show too, right? And how, how, even though we had the great, the recession, Exxon and Halliburton was still making a fortune, it's amazing, right? <laughs> we need, not for nothing, we need our own radio station. You can't, obviously. <laughs> Dude, I think uh, this is our chance to get rich. Not, not, yeah, well, no pun intended. Politics, religion, I am not picking up the phone those days. <laughs> Charlie, all I know is if you come home on time before 12 from Trivia Loaded and you don't call in, that's it. You're banned from the show. <laughs> what I, time I, What I, time I, on Thursday? I got to know this. What the hell? What the hell type of a threat is that, anyway? Oh, you know what? No, I got an idea. <laughs> you Why don't I no, buy the show that started? Oh, no, dude, I got the best idea. Why don't Thursday night, if we're doing this at eleven at night, I get out of work at eleven. Why don't we do? I'll pick up Charlie. <laughs> I'm serious. I'll pick him up at the bar as the right. show is going on, and I'll give you all the coverage of me picking him up at the bar. Come on, Sounds dude. Good. Sounds good. One of these nights, yo, yo aunt. Rich, I Charlie, I'll pick you up at something. Tomorrow, okay? you, you hit upon something big here with this show. Dude, well, Rich, this is great stuff. Charlie, question. I'll pick you up at the bar. Thursday, we'll be on the show. My freaking pops will be there. What the hell? Thursday show oh, starts at huh? 11. Right. For trivia. Yeah, so he doesn't have to give you a ride home. Is, is Grainier <laughs> still there on Thursday? What? Is Grainier still there on Thursday? 
Yeah, but probably not at the Patrick's anymore. I, I think they're switching to Sonny's because I think Patrick's got new... Uh... Patrick, my friend Patrick. <laughs> no, but I'm saying okay, you were... Trivia Thursday at the bar? Right, but I think it's at Sonny's bar now, not at Patrick's pub. All right, so I'll pick you up at Sonny's on Thursday at 11 o'clock. I don't think well, 11 so. 11.30. I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Because I want you to know. Radio. Are you kidding me? Second episode, I'm picking you up on a bar and you're going to be drunk? You want to know what? Five ratings in a month. I think I could start the show at 11.30, so I could push it back a half hour. Listen, if, well, I definitely will call in for, for one you. reason or the other. You'll need one of those, you'll need one of those 10 second delays if you have me on drunk, okay? Oh, I have it as adults only. You could curse all you want. <laughs> See, but that's not the problem. And you said, are you worried about giving up people's last names? Who the hell knows what I'll say? <laughs> well, what can you say? It seems like Charles be becomes. Well, there a ain't nobody listening, bro. Well, when we gotta start worrying about when we gotta start worrying about that, that means you're doing good. Hey, yeah, right now I don't think anybody heard this. Who, I, people, I heard, you know, the other like, person on the line was my mother. Yeah, but how do you oh, know? Yeah. Maybe other people heard. They just didn't want to call in. They so why wasn't hear what the hell was Huh? Wait. Just to give you like a little number on the bottom says you have two people logged in right now or something. Oh, the only thing I know is who's calling in. I have a, a switchboard here for callers. Right, but you don't know who is actually listening. Where the hell are you anyway, Zoon? Where are you right now? He's in the studio. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down right across the street from ESPN. So. <laughs> okay, broadcasting live from Times Square. I don't know. He uh, said he's got a switchboard in front of him, so I'm like, Okay. Yeah, on the computer, too. I think there was a bomb threat in his uh, office there. There's a switchboard on the computer. Okay, I don't know. So people could have been listening to this cause on the blog radio website, and mm-hmm. I have no idea. But the fact that nobody called in. But here's the thing. I told about it. it. It's totally different if they hear our voices than if they just see, like, you know, the blog. Well, we just got to doing shows, you know? Huh? Well, the thing is, you go to the blog talk radio website, and you... And, and you could search for the show, right? And play it. You could just play it. But, but just ball. just words can't put into, uh, I think, justice. You know, on us really talking. I think you know. I think. Dude, that, I'll be honest with you. The funniest part: I was on the floor when you guys were talking about ratings and getting people, like the promotion <laughs> and shit. And I wasn't on yet, and I was just listening. I yeah, see, he was crying. listening. I was crying. I, I don't think, crazy. I don't see how, I mean, I don't want to sound, I mean, he's the king of all media, but I think we can talk about a lot of crazy stuff. I don't say we could compete with him, but I, I, I think we can do pretty successful. I think it would be a really, I think. I, I, I think, think we've done some funny shit in the past. You know, I just some of the topics, I mean, the perfect game, I think, went a little too long. You know, a lot of people really, yeah, all right. You know, the first know. show, though, and and it's gonna get everybody's gonna get their time. That's the only thing I think you'd have to work out since it's only an hour is you have to time how much you have time for each segment. We want to get something that gets people irritated, so they call in and start arguing with us. <laughs> <laughs> Richie's ready Wait, for a fight. Doing fights with, with no, Richie. no, not fights. Just people want to hear arguing. Like you, you see all the uh, you know, like. Like uh, with uh, Mike and the man, well, just now Mike Francesca, people calling in and he's yelling at them, and I mean that's interesting. I like to hear that. I don't know that's just me, maybe. All right, all right, Zoo. Yeah. If you pay me a hundred bucks, I'll go off on Jeter for a whole hour. <laughs> That'll piss people off. Jeter, how can you go off no. on that guy? He's done nothing but. Oh great. no, let's not talk about it. <laughs> 
Zoot, can I go off on Jeter? Of course you can. Exactly. They need to do earlier. I was dying to talk about that guy pitching the perfect game when you were talking about baseball, but I was walking the dog. I didn't want to join in while I was walking the dog. Do you have any new additions to the family, Jay? Oh, I'm walking the dog. Is that what any you call it over there, Jay? No, no, no. No, no new pets? No new pets. No oh. No new pets. All right, so I, got, I have less, less, a lot less than I had before. Yeah, I'll call in at 11. You know. I'll call in, all right, and then I'll get you guys at 11.30. I'll try. And, Jay, do not come pick me up. I'm going to be fine on my own. The whole show. That would be hysterical. Where's Jay? Jay's on the phone, and uh, he's picking up Charlie at the bar right now as we speak. And then I could walk in and say, all right, I'm going into the bar. Let's see. I'm trying to find Charlie. Okay. Four, five, six, eight, seven. Okay, and today's trivia update is? (laughs) Jay. Yeah. Jump on number eight, four, five, six, eight, seven. Yeah. Five, nine, six. Yeah, she's still on. <laughs> oh, well, maybe maybe we're still on the air. <laughs> Are we still on the air? Get the hell yeah, out that'd here. That'd be great. <laughs> no, the show's over. We're not on the air. <laughs> I don't know if this stuff is being saved that we're talking about now. It might oh, okay. Be. But for who? <laughs> okay, who can access this <laughs> later? Anybody. Anybody. And the beauty is we can talk about anything. Relationships, <laughs> women, the, uh, stuff the seasons, you know. <laughs> Particular. Rich doesn't want, want to talk about anything but sports. No, I like sports. I like to talk oh, about. Oh, I think I think this show is not going to last long with that topic. <laughs> no, probably. Not. I mean, it's Zoot's show. I mean, you got to do what he wants to do. Oh well, I totally respect it. It's his show. It's his, you know, it's his. Mom. Yeah, I know. I we get carried away here, you know. Or we could do this. Once a week, one person makes a rant. <coughs> One person rants about something, then the other three people try to tell them how stupid they are. The other person just rants back at them the whole show for an hour. I'd rather get people mad and have them call in. That would be crazy. I'll sit there and tell them how crappy all these redo movies are, how the hell you remake a movie, the hell ain't, ain't, ain't nobody original no more, all the music sucks these days. Well, you gotta go for the music. You gotta go searching for good music. You can't listen to the radio. Well, Lady Gaga is my favorite on the radio. Well, <laughs> this is a whole other episode. <laughs> Rich has to have his. You get your and she's show. a little skinny. Uh, you know, usually I like my women a little more beefier, but uh, I, I definitely like Lady Gaga. Yeah, she's a little, uh, a lot of stuff too. Yeah. She's a nut. Yeah, we know that. But uh, that—that's what I've always been attracted to. So, so you know what I'm saying. But at least—at least it was proved that she doesn't have a penis. No, no, they—they've they've proven that. <laughs> I didn't know that was out for questioning. Oh yeah, for a yeah. while that was out for question. Nah, that's just some stupid thing to get more publicity. I don't know anything about uh, the UFC stuff, but I thought I was pretty impressed. Uh, Listening to you guys talk about that. I mean, I don't know anything about it, so but it seemed like you guys really knew. Really, it. I thought you were a fan. No, Johnny David hit a home run tonight. <laughs> the truth yeah. is, I hardly have time to really watch anything. Uh, I really hardly watch any TV. Um, All right, so I gentlemen, really... I got to work in the morning. So do I. <laughs> so do what I time? Right. I got to be there at nine, ten. <laughs> All right, this I is fun. We'll see what's going on. Zoot, I'll be I'll in touch you, with you. I'll talk to you Thursday, Chad. Sorry, All I'll right. pick you up Thursday. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. 
see you at the bar, bro. Tell uh, Grania I'm coming by. <laughs> Dude, and that'll just make it worse. You know it. I'm going to come by. Talk to you later. Right, yeah. yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, hello? Hello? Yeah. It's amazing how yeah. Charlie sounds like Neil. If I didn't know any better, I didn't know. Would you? Did you hear the part when I tried to find out who it was? I thought I had a real call, but I didn't know it was him. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> it was like, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it totally sounded different. I had no idea. He's like, yeah, it's me. What the hell? <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't know who it was. I thought it was all good because it was all, like, uh, genuine. It was all real. And, uh, yeah. Was and I, think, I think you finally That's found so- your calling. Oh, yeah? The only thing is your voice needs to get a little stronger. I think it's his connection. I think his connection is carrying everybody, so his might be the weakest. Weakest or something. Why, you can't hear me too good? No, but your voice, I think, doesn't sound powerful enough to be a radio host. you got to, like, get it a little stronger. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because you're the one who's in... It sounds like we're dictating. Our voices sound, I don't know, more forceful. I don't know. Yours is more like, uh, you know, laid back. Well, like Mike Francesca, he talks very, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sometimes you got to let me finish my thought, Rich. But, huh? So sometimes you got to let me finish my thought. Oh. Well. A couple of times I was in the middle of singing something, you just chimed in. I, I had a lot of caffeine, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologize. What was that stuff you used to take? Ephedrine? Yeah, there you go. Ephedrine, yeah, redline. I can't take it no more, Jay. I had ma- major, major pa- pa- panic attacks. Oh, there you go. You know about that. that probably saved your life, Rich. Like no, if you take too much of that. I never took too much of it. But now I just drink about? coffee, which I you think could is do worse. A show, you could do a whole show talking about the effects of uh, ephedrine. No, you know what got me? Salvia divinorum. You ever heard of that? No. It's on YouTube. It's all over the Internet. No. It's like a pussy acid, but it messed me up. And because of that, I can't do the ephedrine none of the other stuff anymore. Can you believe that? It did something where it got me racy, and every time I get that feeling, I go into, you know, it's a flashback. It's insane. Wow. You go on YouTube, you put in salvia effects, S-A-L-V-I-A. Right. I'm surprised you never heard of that. People smoke it in a bong. It's like an acid, though, but it's, to me, it had a bad effect. I had a bad trip. Living this damn clean life, man. I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. (laughs) No more weed? No more Madden is this. See, Charlie had to find the substitute. He's got the trivia leak. There you go. There you go. Yeah, he does have a trivia. That's actually, you know, it was funny. I was dying too, when, and that I'm probably the only laughing. I was probably the only one who got that one when Charlie was asking the trivia question because he's yeah. showing the trivia that I right. knew it was like only a matter of minutes before. I'm surprised I knew that question. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised you knew that, too. I'm shocked. I had no idea what that Well, I'm better with older questions than if you ask me some, you know. But I thought, it, I, you know, I thought for so a first show, I, mean, uh, I came in when you guys were talking UFC. I came, uh, I finished work at 11, and I think I must have missed the first six or seven minutes or eight minutes. Yeah, I was and by myself I came in, for a few minutes. It was pretty rough. <laughs> no, that I didn't hear. I only heard... You talking to Rich about UFC, when I came on, you guys were very seriously talking about some guy named De Silva and UFC. It's interesting because I did talk to the guy from EA about uh, the uh, new MMA game that they're coming out with to battle uh, UFC Undisputed. So, um, 
you know, that was kind of cool when you guys were talking about it. That's what I thought of. Um, but uh, I, I was walking a dog, and I, you guys were kind of in a rhythm, and I really had nothing I could contribute. <laughs> I really don't know anything about it. There were two people who called who I didn't, nobody didn't speak. One, I guess, was your mom. I don't know who the other person was. It might have been me. It might have been me. Because oh, I, I, I pressed one to join as soon as I was done with everything, right. and then um, I had to call back. It wouldn't let me join. So I, I had two and people called. there, and they, they just wouldn't talk. Could have been Kill Bill. Could have been Tommy Forte. Oh, you told him to? Yeah, I told uh, Forty. I told Kill Bill. I told Mark. Really? Um, Those guys are still around? <laughs> yeah, I told Paul Mark. I left him a message. I know he's really busy. And uh, Forty, I left him a message because he didn't answer. And uh, uh, Kill Bill called me. I was all excited, and he said he had Thursday off. So listen, I mean, you have a wealth of people just from the Madden League you could get because Kill Bill, <laughs> I told Kill Bill, this guy went like, oh, yeah, really? And he's like, you know, I did this whole thing about how, uh, you know, he wanted to do the show, and he was like, oh, yeah, is he doing it on Thursday? Because I have off Thursday. <laughs> so, you know, you probably could get him. I mean, I think it would be a great... I, I, I think it would be a great idea if uh, I could call in while I'm getting Charlie at the bar. But the only thing is, like I said, is we only have an hour, so it's not like, you know, you get a Yeah, lot. and the hour goes quick. Yeah, it does go quick. There's so much and to talk about. I joined in at 22, I was and I was racing as fast as I could to get everything done. <laughs> but the fastest I got was 20 minutes. So I knew we only had 21 minutes when I jumped on. I, I didn't know how long we had. <laughs> the other day on the switchboard, it tells me how long. That's how I knew it was winding down. Yeah, yeah. I knew so we had 20 minutes when I joined on. I wouldn't have known. I didn't know when to join on. I just figured when he started talking Madden, I mean football, that Madden would be the next logical subject. So I figured that was the time to join in. Um, and like I said, I only I just finished doing whatever I do. You know, come home, walk the dog. I I actually came home earlier. So Jay, what are you doing uh, for a living these days? Since I haven't spoken to you in so long, I'm delivering food and I'm oh. working for the census. Oh, so I have two jobs. Mm. Yeah. So and tomorrow I'm delivering food and working for the census. I do that today too. I work for the census. And, right. Uh, and then uh, after that, I do delivering food. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you got, you're got onto something here. And I think you got the personalities for a great show. <laughs> no, he said personalities. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I, dude, I think you, you know. Well, the minute you came on, then I felt comfortable. I wasn't comfortable by myself. What happened? Oh, uh, just to, I mean, you came on, I felt comfortable. You did lots of stuff on the mic when I wasn't around. And a lot of really good stuff. I know, I just, oh. I don't know. I mean, I don't know I just sound, if I felt uncomfortable. I don't know how it sounded. Well, it's your first show, and you're doing the first half hour, and you're trying to come up with a formula, and you're trying, and you kind of have, and I know what it's like, because you have a vision in your head of how you want the show to go, and sometimes the players involved don't go along with the, with the oh, script. Oh, not at all. Little <laughs> <laughs> Charlie chimed in. We that were, might be we good, though. Well, that's why I was laughing, because I knew you wanted a certain thing. You were asking cut-and-dry questions. You just wanted yeah. an answer. 
Yeah. Okay, just send him an answer. You got like six more questions. Yeah, but I, I usually beat around the bush anyway. A lot of people say, well, can you just answer the question? And I. I, I I totally go around, you know. I get into it before well, I get to the I end. I got of Charlie to say he thought Mark Burley was as good as Sandy Colfax. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope that gets on the air. <laughs> that yeah, gets on somebody sure. else's ear. What? <laughs> well, Charlie, you, some... you know, when Charlie came on, it was great. I mean, the first episode must have sounded. The only thing I can think of it must have sounded just like four guys on a yeah. on a chat, you know, with people knowing that people could listen in. I, I wanted to get into a conversation about his wife. <laughs> My wife? No, oh. Charlieie's wife. Oh, I, I, I asked him, you does your wife approve? Because <laughs> I thought he was going to say, oh, fuck that bitch, or something nasty, and it would, it would really crack people up. Yeah, I couldn't get Mo on the phone. He didn't answer. Oh, that? Oh, my God. I was trying to get Mo to call him. Ah, hey, it's Mo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think... Now, you should find out if they let you take breaks how you could play commercials, whatever, stuff like that, if you need well, them. That's the thing. I don't think I could do any of that stuff on the on the free. Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, because you got nobody promoting it. On the free thing. I can't play music. Yeah, play your I own music. To... I mean, I guess I could take a break. I could just play one of these. I have to upload music files, but they have to be like generic music. <laughs> Why don't you I... sing? Like, whoa, whoa, feeling. <laughs> I said you should have, like, Charlie or somebody just, like, you know, <laughs> you know humming an intro or an outro. Or... But I, I thought, I mean, I actually can't wait to hear it. Uh, you know, when do they upload it or when can you hear the... Um... Well, I think it's I think it's available right away, the archived episode. And I now, is this Facebook. just on the Internet or is it on college radio things too. Well, this is an internet thing. Oh. This is an internet interesting. Thing. I have a computer to do this. No, uh, I know I somebody a... else is on this too. Who has a, that guy Curly Top, he is, he's on the blog talk too. Right. Cuz he's yeah, on the that, same yeah, I'm still there's a whole bunch of stuff I still don't know you guys how to do either, so. We'll I I I like the first uh personally Jay, I like remember it. when I got drunk out of my mind and started rapping? I probably have it on tape somewhere, because I haven't yeah. gotten rid of anything. <laughs> and what they said, this guy's crazy, he's really crazy. I got most of the agenda I wanted across. We got to talk about the UFC and the perfect team and a little Madden and all of them. Not as much football, but... So you know what it is also? When I know that I'm in front of an audience, I get crazy. <laughs> yeah, we got to try and let me lead a little bit more, Rich. I mean, yeah, I gotta yeah, tone it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm talking, just wait. I know you want to make a point, but <laughs> it, then it sounds like we're unorganized. <laughs> oh, it sounds like what the people, you? like Howard Stern, though. Howard Stern, they the people interrupt. He interrupted. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get you to listen to it, and then you tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's the, and not for nothing. Are you going to be on two times a week every week? Is that the schedule? I make up. I don't have a recurring. I do whatever. Whenever I feel like I'm making a show, I make a show. Yeah. So uh, the more you do it, the more you'll find the niche. I mean, it's the same thing like you did in And I can only do an hour, which is a bummer. I would like to have done two hours, but you gotta remember, he's a married man. You only get an hour. Oh. <laughs> I, I also has work in the morning. I understand, like all. Of uh. I mean, I'm there, man. I mean, I'll. Uh, Every show you have, I'll definitely be. Um, well, that's the I'll thing. I want to be able to. I want to do it where I know I'm going to have at least somebody to talk to. I don't know if I can do this. Well, you don't want to talk to yourself. Myself. 
don't know how good that'll be. Well, I'll, you shoot me a text, and I'll, I'll I'll see. You know, I'll let you know. But this Thursday, definitely around eleven ish, I'm going to give you a call. But the number that I gave you is the number unless it's really crazy at work, which uh, hopefully it won't be. The That's the number for the show permanently. Yes, for now. I'm going to put in my cell phone. But I think I think I I think I think it was good. I you know I thought it was fun. I had fun, and I think the most important thing is that like you have fun and that you like the show and you find it humorous and you have a good time doing it. And I think that comes through to an audience. So if you have a good time, just like the Manly. I think the Manly stuff would have worked out really well if we had people listening to it. It worked out well with everybody that was here that was listening to it, and I think that's because we had fun. We just, you know, did what we did on the mic and had a good time. It wasn't like, you know, we just talked, you know, and everybody around us was, you know, like kind of like went with it. So it was like normal. I think it's the same thing if you have a listening audience. I think they'll just pick up on that, you know. And you haven't been on the mic in a while. I mean, when I was at MLG and EA Challenge, that was like, dude, they just handed me a mic and made me announce in front of like 300, 500 people. <laughs> you know, and I didn't have nobody to it. Like, I didn't have, you know, you weren't there. The guy who was supposed to announce would left me, you know. So I, I didn't really have much of a choice. And I just brought myself back to the basement and just pretended I was here doing what we used to do. And it just came back. All right, well, I got to get going. I got to go to bed. Yeah, you got it, Rich. Good show, guys. I really enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, so Thursday, I'll give you a call. Hopefully, it won't be too crazy at work. I'll try to stay on as long as I can. All right, man. You got it, man. Take care, Jay. Nice hearing from you. You too, Rich. Good to hear you, buddy. You got it. Bye. Thanks. Yeah. The most important thing is that you're having fun doing it, enjoying it. I mean, this is the first show, man. So if this becomes anything, you know, then the, then people will worry about listening to it first. Yeah. I, no, think, I enjoy it. You know, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, I thought it was good stuff. And, yeah, dude, whenever you, you know, whenever you're doing it, let me know. I mean, I'll definitely call you. I'll call. I'll definitely call on Thursday, for sure. All right, cool. Then try and get Charlie wasted. Yeah, dude, I, I actually, you know, I, to be honest with you, I don't give a fuck what Charlie says. I still say the plan is that I call in going to pick up Charlie at the bar. Yeah, that's <laughs> and I get a play-by-play from the bar. They go, well, now I'm at the bar, and uh, Charlie is, uh, <laughs> I have no problem doing that, you know. <laughs> Being like, all right, I'm going into the bar right now. We're going to try to pick up uh, Charlie to get on the show. <laughs> that's a great... Yeah, you know, that's pretty cool, man. We could just like, you know, go live with that and you know, whatever. I mean, I think the whole thing is don't think about people listening. Just think about what you want for your show. You know. Right. Dude, you're you're so talented, man. You, you, you know. I have I have no qualms that this will not be amazing. You know. So, uh yeah. I, I, I like the first one. like I said, if anything, um give me a call Thursday or I'll call you Thursday night. Okay. Before you go on at 11, and then uh, only because, like, today's Monday and 500 things are going on, and I'll forget or I'll do something. But I'll make sure that Thursday night, if you want me to, if I, if I have the green light from you, I'll go pick up Charlie on, on the radio show. Oh, no, you have it now. 
Definitely. Yeah, because I think it's a great way to start episodes. <laughs> yeah, what he says. Yeah, I think episode two is a great way to start. We have Jay as he's uh, Jay apparently yeah, right is right going to get Charlie and Paul. Get some MMA talking with Rich, and then we'll go to Chaz's drunken stupor. Yeah, there you go. It's perfect. Yeah, you know, you're gonna get you got to get your other co-host. <laughs> I have to go to the bar to get your other co-host. That's a great segue. It's like, all right, now uh, let's go to Jay, who is currently trying to get Charlie at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I know, and I'm positive Charlie will be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. He'll just start cursing out Jesus. Oh, dude, he will grab this cell phone out of my hand at the bar. I can already see it. You know, he will already, I can already tell there will be uh, fireworks by Charlie. For sure. It'll be a great, you know, be a great last half hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, tell everybody, because, dude, even just us or just the Manning guys or just guys from your job, those guys, everybody will want to listen to your show. I guarantee it. If they hear you have a show, they'll support it, and they'll want to listen to it, you know. So, I mean, just from that alone, you will start getting people. And then, you know, I don't know how this works on these kind of shows, but, uh, you know, you do your thing and word of mouth, and uh, I'm sure it'll do it, you know, it'll find its own way. Yeah, definitely. But I, I, you know, I thought it was good stuff. Like I said, I don't know anything about MMA, and you guys sound like you knew exactly what you're talking about. Well, that's good. Really surprised. Well, that's why I want to stick to what I know, you know. Yeah, no, that sounded good. I mean, it really did. It really sounded good. It sounded professional. You know, I don't know anything about MMA, and you guys are going back and forth. You know, like you've been doing it for years. So. Yeah, both of those guys are crazy, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Charlie refuses to answer. He just goes off on a starts talking about 20 other different things. Yeah, well, the thing is, when you have those two, you have to remember that that's one of the, I think that's one of the factors you're going yeah. to have on the show is that at any minute, like, you cannot, like, try to control things at any minute. Yeah, I got to you know, know, sometimes you, like, you feel like you're losing control of it. And well, oh, no, you have no control over that. What are you talking about? Yeah, losing there is no. I mean, you had control of Rich when you're talking MMA. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the minute Charlie came on, you lost Rich. Then Rich yeah. was like on his own thing, and then Charlie was kind of like trying to play along. And he actually, you actually had more control. Of it. Charlie was kind of playing along. He kind of knew how it worked. But Rich is. Yeah, Charlie's the best. I'm like, I right, call him. Like, Who do you think it is? <laughs> I know. That's why I was laughing. I was like, oh, that's great. Because I knew it was Charlie the minute he came out. He goes, what's up? And I was like, oh, shit, it's Charlie. And then and then when you, you, you didn't know who it was yet. And uh, when you and when you said that, dude, and when he said, you don't, who do you think it is? I was dying. I was like, this is great. <laughs> I was like, somebody out there who doesn't know who anybody is, is fucking laughing right now. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are a mess. And I'm like, and then when Rich is like, are you still there? And, like, he's just like, dying to say my address. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, when he said Jay Rio or something like that. <laughs> no, that I didn't mind so much because uh, in Madden, I've been on other uh, the Madden radio shows, and they always, that's my name. That's the name they use, Jay Rio. 
So I was like, I didn't care about that. But um, there, right now, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, look at this kid. He's going all. I was like, he's giving out my address. I was like, here he comes. You know, so I just started laughing. But, uh, you know, like I said, I don't think. Uh, I mean, that's the only thing probably you'd have to be careful with at a certain point. Is if you do start having people listen, is giving out personal information on on the show, you have to be careful. Wait, I, I think I that's know. that's a problem to have when you when you have like a lot of people listening. I, you know, right? But yeah, you're probably not gonna have any control over Rich. <laughs> oh, no, you gotta he's already got that. Yeah, I think you found something with this. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see you having any control over Rich. Um, but you did have control when you're talking the MMA stuff. I mean, he seems to like, yeah. you know, he, you guys are going back and forth pretty good. Um, but I think the more people you have, the more stimulus you have. <laughs> well, I have control. Like, if I want to mute a guy, I could just turn his mic off. You might have to use that. <laughs> yeah. You might have to use that feature at some point. Unfortunately, you might have to use that button at some point. Um, but no, I mean, it's your show. You're creative, you know. Uh, however you want. If you want to play a straight laced show, you know, it just talks about MMA. You want it straight laced with no humor or no relaxation. I mean, it's really what you want, you know. And you're gonna, you know, you gotta do it the way you, you know. You gotta play it the way you want. I mean, maybe you don't know yet. Maybe as the show goes on, you'll figure it out. I mean, I think me picking up Charlie drunk. Oh, no, that's great. The, yeah, I think, dude, that's pretty damn good. You know, that's, that's yeah, pretty damn good. And if you do it right, you know, if it's not sloppy. Yeah. You know, because you could have anybody on these shows saying whatever, and it could come out like crap. Yeah. You know, but if you do a show that's like, uh, you know, witty, because I, like I said, I listen to a lot of the podcasts, and some of these guys are young kids, and they're talking, they're doing video game shows, and they're getting paid to do this. And the show sucks, man. The show sucks. From beginning to end, the show is horrible. And one, they're not talking about uh, video games, because that's what the show's supposed to be about. They're talking about everything else, and then they're the only ones laughing at their own jokes. It's like there's nothing funny. There's nothing spontaneous. Like, they're the only ones laughing. It's like everything's an inside joke. It's like a bunch of little kids like amongst each other and just there's no I don't know it's, it's really nothing to it but you know if if you do something that's legitimately like a little bit over the top like you know going to get Charlie out of a bar <laughs> I mean I think that's pretty good and honest and that's the other the other good thing is Rich is honest it's like these guys are both pretty honest you know they're not purposely acting like <laughs> they are like this. you know which is good I think, dude. I think you're, you're laying on a on a, land, on, a, on a on an explosion, on a time bomb with these guys. You know, that's what I was saying as I was listening to the show. I was like, "Wow, he is these two guys, and like anything can happen." Yeah, <laughs> At so. any minute. Why? What did you think? I mean, as it was going, I thought it was well. I mean, I have to listen to it to, to know for sure. But I think it. You know, I, I got across what I wanted to. Now, how how would I be able to listen to it? 
Are you going to post you be on Facebook to... so I can download it from the Yeah, I got to try. Yeah, I think so. I got to look into that. I'm not exactly sure yet. I got to watch. I got to play with that. But I'm pretty sure Damn. I can put it on Facebook that people could listen. And if I were you, I'd give Jeff a call because Jeff is off on Thursday if you want Jeff. Yeah, I'll, send, I'll hit him up with a message. I mean, that's another guy you cannot control. You can have a show oh, yeah. full of people you can't control. Oh, yeah. I'm the best that ever did it. <laughs> it's going to be like, you should just call the show The Zoo. It's just going to be like a bunch of maniacs on your show. Yeah. Five different topics. You have Kill Bill. Actually, I should say, you should call Kill Bill if he wants to be on the show. And I should literally pick up Kill Bill to get Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's have to do it. Kill Bill with his, with his drink in his hand and, and Charlie. But, uh, yeah, no, I'll definitely, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be there on Thursday. Um, yeah, Richie's a whack job, though. I'm like, I'm trying to get, because I talked to Charlie beforehand, and Charlie said that there was two things he, he had that he was going to talk about. One was the Deshaun Jackson thing, Bad Mouth and McNabb. Right. And the other thing was about this guy who was rookie of the year who got tested for uh, steroids. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, good. So when you call in, we'll lead into that when I start talking about the football. So I'm like, all right, well, Chaz is here. Let's, we're going to go to football. <laughs> and Richie's like, yeah, well, you know, I really like baseball, but football is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, wouldn't let Chaz talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? You could also go. Now that's funny, but yeah, no, it is funny. <laughs> it was funny. Like, no, my favorite part of the whole show, which had me in stitches, was just when Rich literally like just stopped the entire show. Like it wasn't a show anymore. He goes, "Who's actually listening to this?" <laughs> when he said that, I was dying. He was like, come on, let's be honest. Who's listening to this? You got the promotion. <laughs> yeah, it's like you said, have no, no spontaneity. At all. I mean, no. Oh, but like in the middle of the show, he's like disgusting how to promote the show. Like out of nowhere, he's just like, no, come on, let's be serious. Who's listening to this right now? He's like, you got to promote the way he's telling you what to do. <laughs> he's like, you got to promote this. <laughs> I was dying. I couldn't. I was right. That's when I was gonna enter. Like before that, he started doing that, and I just couldn't. I couldn't press the button. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so ridiculous. I was like, that's the best part of the show. And then he just broke out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the show, and just like, come on, is there anybody even listening to this? Anybody out there? <laughs> like, you gotta promote this, man. I don't understand. Call me at seven o'clock. <laughs> I got another caller on here. Rich, you there? Uh, Hello? Great. That was really good. All right, yeah. well. Nah, dude, good stuff, man. Congratulations on your first episode. Like I said, right, man, thanks Thursday. for calling. Uh, yeah, definitely Thursday. It should be funny. Yeah, I'll definitely be there Thursday, dude. And like I said, if I don't... If you don't hear from me by like eight o'clock, just give me a call, just in case, because like I said, things going on around here, so just give me a call. But I, 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 you know, it's on my, I'll put it in my phone, and um, you know, just touch base with me on Thursday night. 
All right, man. You got it, dude. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, have a good night. Bye-bye.